All right, well, the gang's all back. Here we are. The Audible podcast is on the air again. So you've been, been getting a lot of information. People listening to the podcast. Everybody's been asking me, yeah. no, but about where, where have you guys been? I said, we had to take a little vacation, yeah, a little get bit, caught a little, up. A little break. A little know? jet setting around the, for some yeah. around the world and kind for some recharge. around the country. Say, little is little for some people. Big is bigger <laughs> for others. You know, you, you take what you got coming. Hey, you know, you, you don't leave any. Don't leave. You heard it, crumbs. my man. Don't leave any crumbs on the ground. Kimbo, Camper, Joe Rose. Hey, who hasn't been John, on a 777? John yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, who hasn't been on that uh, private plane with her friend? Uh, John Conjemi with us here. Let's get back to the task at hand. Getting back. You know, it's hard to believe. We got uh, July 18th. Rookies are coming in, and, uh, and training camp starts. And, man, this, you know, the, you, you, know you, you, get to, you get to the end of the season. Like, man, it's nice to get a little break here. And then about two months in, you go, man, I wish the season would roll around. And, and right now, we're, we're right in the cusp of here. Another week or so, the rookies come in. Week after that, the veterans come in. And then uh, there's preseason games. And, and here we go. It's balls to the wall after that. It hits you in July, doesn't it? It hits uh, you right about July. And you're watching baseball. And you, you got the World Cup. You got a few things where you're going, man, yeah. wonder what this, with the rookie class. Hey, hey, how this rotation. You start thinking about your team. Yeah. And how this 53-man roster is going to be put together and how it's going to play out and, and the team and what you lost and what you put on the team. And it's going to be fun. You, you know, John, you sit there and you watch, you're watching TV and this and that. And all of a sudden, you start seeing those ads for little promo football coming up. That's right. And then, boom, you know, here it is. You know, it's, here come, you, it's almost like seeing the avalanche <laughs> coming, right? You know what the sure sign for me is, guys? When that stupid hot dog eating contest comes yeah, on yeah. in the summertime, that's, a, that's right. And that's a cool. What's his name? The guy that downs like Joey seven, Chester, Joey Chester, right? guy. Come on, he dumps them in the water. And he's <laughs> piling them down. I go, you know what? Football's right Football's around. Football's right corner. around. A little controversy in the contest. It was a little miscount on the contest yeah, there. It was a little bit. Well, first they're of all, they're gonna have to go to digital readouts now on there. <laughs> Any the man that can eat seventy-four or Three, seventy-five eight, hot dogs in ten minutes with the buns. Yeah, forget it. That, that's the greatest feat of the year. No, no, I'm gonna tell you what the greatest feat of the year. Because if, if you watch that thing from the beginning, you know they they all they pull like a, a school bus up, and they all come out on the school bus and they go up on the stage. Then after it's over, they get on the school bus and go back again. You imagine what that bus smells like driving back from after all these people eating 40, 50, 70 hot dogs. Who's the guy in the back that wants to stop for Dairy Queen? Oh, my God. That was Badlands Badlands Booker wanting to stop. (laughs) I need something to cool me down a little bit here. I I just ate 62 dogs. I'm just keeping that down. Get me back. But I tell you what, of that whole broadcast, for a chiller, maybe whatever. the best, maybe the best announcers I've ever heard, the the the, the guys who do the play by play in that. Adam Amin, my buddy, they're did so, it this they're year. so awesome. Oh, he was great. He was awesome. Uh, the guy that does the the introductions is yeah, good too. The best. Yeah. Talking about the watermelon champion, <laughs> and this guy won the the, the most chicken wings right, in, yeah. in a certain state. And you're, yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, awesome. it's good stuff. A- anyway, so we, we, there won't be any of that big eating going on when no. training camp starts. I know that. We've got a lot of stuff in the program to get to today. We'll kind of talk about what we expect the football team as, as training camp gets rolling around. First of all, I want to kind of weigh in with you guys a little bit. Now we're kind of getting back to this and, and looking at our football team and this guy's looking good, this guy, you know, what we're expecting out of these guys. N- not a lot of love nationally for this football team. You know, Sports Illustrated, three wins, uh, you know, 80-1 80, 80 to one odds or, or higher than that to, to win a Super Bowl. Not a lot of love going for this football team. And and. Do we think that's do we think that's fair critique of this team, or, or is that national people that really haven't been here and, and, and got a feel for 
kind of what's been going on here, the changes, and, and, and why the changes have been made. I, uh, I had this talk with Mike Tannenbaum because he wanted to know, too, mm -hmm. about, about all this stuff and why everything's been so negative. Um, I think some of it's fair. Yeah. I, I'm a t I, I think the team's going to be a lot better, but, but I understand, as I told some of the guys in the front office, I said, listen, they're, they're looking at key stats. Yep. Key, key stats, third down, points allowed, points against. They're looking that you lost two of your best players, whatever the Three. reason. Three players. Three pounds. Yeah, pounds. You pounds in there. And you got Jarvis. So, so you do that. They look at what you have, and you have and a quarterback, quarterback hasn't played. that hasn't played in a year and a half. Yeah. So I think it's fair, and, and you're coming back. So when, when everybody gets salty, I think they're going to be a lot better in three wins. I, I think they're yeah. going to have a chance to win a lot of close games. But, but you look, and hey, I'll tell you something else they lost. Lost a really good field goal kicker yeah. right. for tight yeah. ball games. Yeah. Let's just keep that in the back of our mind as we go with two young guys, two rookies. Yeah. So, so you look at all that stuff and, and the team and, and, and hopefully a better 53-man roster, yeah. but you're looking at the stars and one guy in the top yeah. 100 on the NFL network yeah. list. So I understand, and I'm not offended. So I'm, oh, how dare. No, I, yeah, that's I, why, the, the I'll, number. Yeah. I'll put it in this context for, for us just to go back two years. It's very difficult for a national analyst to project correctly on all 32 teams right. because he just can't get enough information yeah. or his eyeballs can't get to every camp or to OTA or every training camp or every preseason game to kind of get a feel for where they're going and what they should be. Now, I think it's very easy to pick the Green Bays and New England's, yeah. the Pittsburgh's, you, Atlanta. You go mm -hmm. to the quarterback. Seattle will be better. Just you go to the quarterback position. You could probably right. weed that out. Go back two years ago. There probably wasn't one national analyst that had the Dolphins going 10 and 6. Mm -hmm. Dolphins find a way to win some close games. They get on a roll. Ajay goes crazy for three weeks in a row. They start rolling again on offense. They get on the board on defense. They get a couple kicks at the end of the game. They win games. They win 10 games. There wasn't one national analyst the year after yep. that that had the Dolphins at six wins because we had how many primetime games? Three primetime yep. games. Yep. We're projected to get to 9, 10, 11 yep. maybe. So you just go back and you mask those two years and look at it through the goggles of a national analyst. Yeah. You come back and you go, well, maybe the local guys got a better feel for their particular team yeah. than the national guys do for the teams that aren't in the top yeah. eight teams in the National Football League. It, it, that's just my take. I agree with you. And that's why, that's why when I look at you know, Street and Smiths or all these different – I really don't look at them that much because you know, they're, they're grabbing some guy down right. here and – you know, some local writer to give me your synopsis what of what this football. What slant does he have on and, that and, team? And, what, what, and so, like, you know, and, and, and look, it's it's the, the the newspaper writers, the beat writers' jobs are not to be cheerleaders. It's to it's to be neutral, analyze the football team, tell you what this is what I see, this is this and that. And so, some of these national guys may call those guys, but they're getting that opinion from people that that kind of look at it with a negative negative slant on it. You know. And so I can I can understand it, but but as I keep looking at this football team, I, I look at Don. We we did an event the other day, and look to me this football team. There, there's three things that this if this team can do three things, then then I think they can they can take a run at a playoff team. I think if they can overachieve, because because you look at the roster, there's no big stars. There you know you don't you know you got Cam Wake still there, and you got some other guys, but Sue's gone, Jarvis is gone. Pouncey's gone. Those, Ajay is gone from a year ago. All those guys who were part of that team that, that got to the playoffs. 
So they're all gone. So you got now, but 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 you went out and got overachievers. You got the Danny Amendolas. You got the Robert Quinns. Uh, you, you got the, Will, the kid Wilson. Albert Wilson. You got kids, guys that 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 know how to play over. The, and so so I think the Dolphins can overachieve with this football team. The second thing is Ryan Tannehill, right? Ryan's got to have Ryan's got to play the way he played in 2016 before he went down. Ryan Tannehill plays, you've got a chance. And the third thing to me, if you can take those penalties and, and minimize them down as much as you can, because if you're not the most talented football team, if you don't have the stars, you better not beat yourself. And that's what this team has done really over the last couple. Even in the, we even, talked about even that. Yeah, six, absolutely. Even at 10 and 6, Eric Killens. So to me, those three elements, if you can get those three things going, I, I think you got as good a shot as anybody out there. Because, you know, this league's fluid. Look at look at look at Green Bay last year. Everyone's all Green Bay Super Bowl. All of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers goes down one week. Green there, Bay's there, there, terrible. There goes that egg. That egg's cracked it on the floor. You ain't gonna put it back together again. So the league's fluid. Teams are fluid. Schedules are fluid. Um, but but there are certain things that that if you can do, I think you've you've got a shot. Oh, I I think the team's got potential. There there's some I call them jumpers this year. Mm-hmm. Guys who got to improve from last yeah. year. And who's gonna make the biggest jump? And I go right to left tackle and a wide receiver. Yep. They were both first-round picks. Laramie Tunsil, one of the most important positions yep. in football, left tackle. And I know it's a beaten-up topic. Even Sports Illustrated was making fun of it. Devontae Parker. Yep. He's teased us. We've seen it. Can he stay healthy? Can he give us 14 or 15 games? I'm not even a pig anymore, John and yep. Bo. No, Can I hear you. 14 or 15 really productive games. And have 70, 80 catches. Consistency. Less yeah. 1,200 yeah. yards. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, 160. They got. They're going to uh, distribute 160 targets from Jarvis Landry to different guys. Yeah. So the numbers got a chance to go up. I think that sweet spot's still right in the middle between six and ten. This team is going to find a way to either overachieve yeah. and get closer to that mark. Or they're going to find a way to beat themselves, or they're going to run into a couple hot teams yep. that's going to derail them. I think this team has talent. No question this team has talent. But can they get enough confidence when it's going well yeah. to get a couple of those games you, you, you want to say steal, you can say yeah. it. But win games late, yeah. whether you get a stop, whether you score, whatever that is. And how can you get out of your own way? Yeah. If, you, if this team can get out of their own way when they're not playing their best and still come away yeah. with that, road victory no one thought they could have or that late yep. home victory rolled back a couple years ago when Cleveland should have beat yep. us. You know, you find a way well, to win and all of a sudden that propels you and yeah, puts yeah. you in you position. You got going when they should have lost. Yeah, right. right. But, the, but see, that's the other team that this team, even when this team, even when this team has didn't, you know, didn't have good enough, you know, they're, they're lose to teams they shouldn't lose to. You know, there's, all, there's always that one game a year where you lose to a, a Tampa here or a Tennessee here or one of those teams that's just really a bad team and you just roll out there like you're, you're like well, you're the Tampa defending. Bay lost you last got, year. Yeah, exactly. And Oakland and Oakland, Holmes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you, they those, were begging. Those are the games. Those are the teams that those are the games that you see it once or twice a year from this football team. And and you look at the you know one or two wins a year, man. That that's that's a balance in a season. Guys, go know? back to that AFC East thing we were talking about maybe a month ago. You find a way to sweep the Bills. You find a way to yep. sweep the Jets. You got to find six more on yep. that on that roster yep. on on that schedule to be able to find a way to win because it yep. makes it so much easier because you, you always those. play the Pats one of those games yeah, and yeah. even a, for a half up there this football team has been in position to win yeah. those games on the road so you feel like you're going to be competitive against New England yeah. somehow some way it always happens but it's the Buffalo game up there at the end yeah. of the year 
It's the jet game up there or, or at home where all of a sudden yeah. See, to you me, don't, that was a bad loss last yeah, year. You, yeah, you don't play your game. It's going, it's going to Baltimore and getting mauled by yeah. a football it, team. It's those types of right. things that the DNA of this football team in 2018 needs to get rid of. They yeah. need to flush that and start over. Yeah. Well, you hit the three games. Boy, you, you hit it. That Jets game, week two, after you felt pretty yeah. good after right. you Same. went out yeah. there in, in L.A., and then you lose that game, and then you lose that Oakland and Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa yeah. Bay game. They, they asked you to beat them 200 different ways. They yeah. were, please beat us. <laughs> they couldn't. I know it. Yeah, so they, they're, there's, uh, they, they, you know, they, they've got to grow up. They, they've, got to, look, they've got to get some toughness, and they've and they got to find a swagger. They've got to find that swagger where you walk into a stadium, and, and, and you walk in there knowing, hey, we're, we're going to win this right. football game. Right. Not, no, geez, you know, if we can, you know, squeeze this one out. Or, and you know, and you gotta, I think the guys they got up front in, in that offensive line give you that yeah, a little I bit. I think so. At least in that hut, you feel like, you know, I look at the, I look at sitting, walk around with his hair and, yeah. and his body and is just a massive dude. And, and Kilgore has confidence. He yeah. looks like he's walking around like a quarterback. Yeah. You know, he has that, that aura about him that you look at him, you go, you know what? I, I want to go, I want to be in that huddle with those two guys. Yeah. And I think well, it there's, might, there's those offensive off. linemen that you like that you know they just soon spit the back on your faces. Look yeah, at you. Why not? Get out of my way. Yeah, and, you know, I'm that. coming and, through. But, but that's what you know. That's what. Look, I, I think they're across the board. I, I'd like to see this team develop a little more toughness too. Yeah. A little more of that. You know, hey, you know, I'm not going to pick you up off the ground. In fact, if your hands down there, there's a good chance I'm going to step kick on it. it you know? I love that when uh, our old teams, guys didn't pick guys. No. On oh, a hot day. A hot no. one o'clock game at the Orange Bowl. Why are you helping no, up no. somebody else? No. Worry about just this is why we did up. those twelve minute runs, those gassers yeah, yeah, no and all shit. that stuff. Was that right. Mike Kozlowski let somebody oh, up and guys? No, were Mike, oh. we used to drive. Mike used to drive. <laughs> crazy. You know, Mike, Mike was a, a Polish Samoan guy. He got a, the, the odd mix of Polish Samoan, but but everybody that had any Samoan blood in him was his cousin, right? Yeah, he related oh, to every town, every town cousin, you went to. Related to everybody, coast to coast. <laughs> so we're playing, we're playing games, and the Orange Bowl is hot on, you know, on a, on a one o'clock Sunday early in the season. You know, a guy, guy goes down and Cos over there picking him. He comes up, Cos, leave the damn guy down there. Let him pick his own ass up. Right. You know, it's hot. Let them worry about. It. No, that's my cousin. <laughs> Your cousin. Everybody's your, everybody's your cousin. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, see all these big guys on our D line, we're looking out at the and they're screaming at us. It's like, what's going on out there? Just helped them up. I tell you what, that huddle, we, everyone, everyone got yelled at. Everyone just yelled at each other in that thing. It was just a mayhem in that huddle half the time. Um, but you're right, yeah. I'm going on, but I, that's what I want to say. I want to see some toughness. I want to see some, you know, it, it's funny because I watched again. I'm watching the soccer games. I'm watching. You know, the, the difference of sporting events that we're seeing over the years. And, and, and I just get tired of the before a game hugging their opponent and, you know, the, the, the oh, there's my partner here and this, that. Welcome to oh, the new professional know, sports I world, know. man. I, I know it's not going to change. It is what it is. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a big fraternity. But I'll give you one worse than that. And, and agent talks for every guy. Yeah. We never had agents talking for no, us. No, hell no. <laughs> when agent talked for us, I had to pay him more money. <laughs> You've do done enough favor. for me. You do I'm me done. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. I want you to talk once a I'll year. I'll get my ass chewed. I don't need you to get in between it. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Oh, God. Hey, uh, one of the other things, uh, the Dolphins announced their new uh, uh, Walk of Fame. They haven't done this for a couple of years, and uh, it's great to see these guys. Uh, Dick Anderson is on. Uh, Mark Clayton, Mark Duper, uh, John Offerdahl, Jason Taylor. Get the last uh, one. And, I love it. And the guy, John Geisler. This yeah. is a, this is yeah. a, let me tell you, you talk about an unsung, unsung guy right there. Uh, first round draft pick out of Michigan. This guy lined up day one and was a beast from day one. I practiced against him every single day. 
and uh, good, good as a guy as you want to have on your team. Good teammate, tough son of a gun. And just Quiet a, and just played. And just played and played and played and played, man. He did he was, something. I guess it's okay if we tell the story. He did something. Mark Duper talked about it this morning with me, too, on, on the radio. He shot that knee up oh, every game and played. He let him numb his knee. It, well, first of all, he'd, he'd, he'd get it he'd, sucked out he'd first. Get, he'd get it drained. Get it drained. Then they'd give him a shot. Then at halftime, they'd give him another shot. Then when the game was over, they'd give him another shot because he couldn't. He couldn't. Crutches you know. all week. Yep. And then and play every, every hey. Sunday. And then played at a level. Practice every day. Practice every day. Guy never missed practice. Got practice against him every day. Never missed practice going through that. And that knee was like, it was, it was like a, a meat grinder inside that thing, you know? It was amazing reading the bios of all the guys, especially for John, how many surgeries yeah. the, the man's had on, on every yeah. part of his, you know, elbow, his shoulder. I'm happy for him. You know, yeah. I think we're all 15 happy. 15 on one knee, man. you know, Look, it's I, amazing. You know, John's one of the guys, <clears throat> John's one of those guys that was a great teammate. You, was, you played an offense with him. You played, lined up next to him, right next tight to him. end all the great time. Great guy. Great guy. But, but he's one of those guys that once he was done, he just kind of dropped out of sight, you know. And, and I kept saying, have you seen John? Have you heard from John? And I know he's back up in this, in this area. I know he hangs with Cooch a little bit. Um, but but I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him because he's just – he's a guy – all these guys deserve it. But this is a guy that's got really no recognition yeah. since he left that really deserves a hell of a lot more recognition than, than what he's got. Because what was, he was that streak a, he went on? Uh, how many games he you know, played? 38, 38 games, games without games giving that, up a sack or yeah. something like that. It's amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we, we've been fortunate. We, we've had two left tackles off the top that were first-round picks that yep. played a long time. Right. We look at Geisler and Richmond Webb. Yep. And hopefully, I bring oh, it up. We got, we got Larry, another guy. You know we hope yeah. he's that guy. You know what? You should you get, that, get those guys to grab some tapes of, uh, uh, of Geese and of uh, – uh, Richmond in, a, in a Richmond yeah. and sit, and sit in a room and watch these guys for a while. And don't look at technique because techniques have changed. The techniques now are different than they were back. The guys are coming out of three-point stance and pass block and stuff. But just the, just the, you know, just the, just their willingness to do whatever it took yeah. to keep that guy off your quarterback. Right. Leg whip him, kick him in the back. I, I don't care what you did. I mean, right. And then they were doing whatever you could do, you know. Different game, but you're right. Those guys – those guys were quiet and just did their job. Every and you week. look at Laramie, the way he plays the game. You know, we only had a small sample size of what he could do at the National Football League at left tackle. Guy's athletic. The guy's smart player. There's no it, reason. Th- there is absolutely be. his his shelf should be so high, so high yeah. personally. You know, for him, you always ask guys, hey, do you have a you know goal for your season? You know, I don't want it's yeah. a team goal. That's great. But for him. I would think he would have to want to set a benchmark after reading a bio like that or, or yeah. hearing about two guys that we mentioned in, in Richmond and John yeah. about playing that position for the Miami if Dolphins. If he works at this thing mentally, both he puts in yeah. the time, there's just no reason that Laramie Tunsil shouldn't be a front-line, long-time, a money-making machine. Hey, they got some camps going on here. Back to, uh, back to football powered by South Florida Ford Training Camp. Schedule for all these uh, games. 14 open practices uh, that are free, limited to 2,000 per day. So, so they've got to go in and go online, right? Go online. You Dolphins. go to dolphins.com uh, slash training camp uh, to get your tickets. But 14 days, 14 hot days out there. Although they put the, they the put tarps the can- are up. They put the canopies up. are up. So that. Uh, get there early. Nothing like doing radio there in the morning and Ooh, getting that oh, 9 yeah. o'clock sweat starts uh, kicking in. Uh, the fog. Yeah, it's ready. <laughs> That, that's maybe the worst feeling in the world when you walk out on a football field for a practice 
and it's that still, that South Florida still. Yeah. The air's not moving at all. Can't breathe. Can't breathe. The humidity's like a blanket like, over your head. Like, I can't catch my breath? I'm breathing in <laughs> deep as I can. Yeah. Just nothing's going, nothing's uh, going into my lungs. I was talking to Kiko about uh, coming out here, and he says, yeah, it just takes take, take so much time to get used, for, especially from the, from the West right. Coast where you got no humidity coming out here and just trying to get because the, the heat's the heat yeah it's the humidity that's that pulls your strength out from you that's right it just pulls your guts out and your legs out from under you northern california oh, you guys yeah. coming out here <laughs> first year's rough man yeah well i went back i was back in june played golf if you could stretch your imagination you could call it playing golf but i was swinging a golf club out there in june played 18 holes it was 100 degrees i didn't drop a drop of sweat not one drop of sweat wow. <laughs> it's just amazing so different yeah yeah, yeah. I think I walked to pick up a leave this morning. It was in my way. Yeah. Caught a sweat. Yeah, the ball came right down my nose. I wiped it off. Went right to the car. I woke up this morning so pissed off it was bulk pickup day. Oh, did you miss or did you make it? No, I had no, I made it, but but I I had to carry the crap from my garage to the the bottom of my driveway. And I was thinking, I go, you know, I could wait another month for bulk pickup next month or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I I did it and sweated my ass off and wondered what the hell. Wonder what the hell I'm doing there. Whatever. So, defensive line uh, rotation. A lot of good players there. It's going to be interesting to see how they use that rotation. I would. I would just like to see that rotation be a rotation that stops midway through the fourth quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, when it's money time, get your best guys get out your there. Get your best guys. I don't care where. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of over league wide. The well. How come? How come Cam Wake and. Uh, you know, Andre Branch were in there. Well, they, they were out. It, was, they, it wasn't their rotation time. Well, well, there was two minutes left to go in the game, and, and they're throwing the ball down the field. That is their time. And I always – I hope it gets to a point where it's a, it's a good competition. Yeah. That, that fourth quarter, you're working to, to get that playing yeah. time, no matter how you played. Yeah. Because if these guys are coming as advertised, especially the young guys, and, you, you know, you let's just take Harris, for example. He's got two sacks in the first half. I expect him to be in there yeah, in the fourth right, quarter. Right. He's, know, earned get, more, he's earned more he's snaps. He's earned it. Going. Get his ass yeah. in there. Let him line up yeah. and, and get after the quarterback. Yeah. Right? I, I would say this, though. It, it's pretty clear. Uh, the one position on this team that's going to go between defensive end and defensive tackle, they're going to rotate seven or eight guys. Oh, no, so yeah, absolutely. Tackles and that. those defensive ends are all going to play. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. I, I think you're going to see – No excuses. I think you're going to see a number of wall. times where, where – it may be a third and long where you don't see a defensive tackle on that line. That too. You, you see four or five oh, yeah. defensive ends lined up across the board there. Give me some William Hayes go. inside yeah, at that inside, tackle yeah. position yeah. in those passing situations, especially in the fourth quarter yeah. where that guy's motor can still go. Yeah. And, and let him let him rush well, the and, pass. And look, you, you, if you can throw out four defensive ends, five defensive ends out there in, in a fourth quarter against an offensive line that's been – Battling all day long and get some feeling a little heat, heat feel yeah. that one o'clock right. heat, yeah. right? Three yeah. thirty there, and it's smoking hot, and you're bringing in Robert Quinn and Charles Harris next to each other, just guys teeing off, and Cam on the other side. Yep, It'd be fun. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Adam Gaze. Let's talk about Adam Gaze, and you know he's made some changes, and we've talked you whether you call it cultural changes, locker room changes, attitude changes, whatever. Shipped out the people that he didn't, you know, that, that weren't kind of on his. His radar brought some people in, and, and there's a lot of pressure on. I think whenever you whenever you let go a, a, a Jarvis Landry, who's a fan favorite favorite of mine. I know Jay, we all, we all like yeah, we all love, love Jarvis absolutely. Landry on the football team. Same with Mike Pouncey, and same with Indomitian Sue. You let those three guys uh, as a head coach. Don't you think that puts a little little uh, 
a little pressure right in your shoulders that you, you, you better produce if you're getting rid of three of, of the most talented players you have on that football team. Well, I think the arrow starts pointing directly at you because that's yep. what you felt like you needed to do to change the dynamic of this football yep. team. You know, not, not every team. Now, you look at New England in the offseason. They got rid of a lot of high-profile yep. football players. But you always feel like they've been able to overcome that. Yeah. Whether that's coach quarterback, whether that's he gets the uh, benefit of the doubt because it just it's the every odd year they just, win so many games. Yeah. So they they overcome it. They yeah. find a way. Now, can the Miami Dolphins make some moves in the offseason to their best players on the football team or top three of the top five guys? Let's go yeah. that way on their football team because I would put Cam in there and I'd put Rashad yeah. in there as well. Can that dynamic? Can that Fundamental, fundamentally change the culture of your football team? Does it work on the field and off the field? How does that dynamic uh, make other guys right. motivated or make other guys uh, do things the way that everybody's doing it? I, I guess that's that result or that answer to yeah. that question, it lies in September and October and November, but it's built, it was built in May yeah. during OTAs. It was built you know, in the off season when no one's on a police report. Nobody's doing anything yep. wrong. And it gets strengthened when they come back in July. All right, John. Hey, we got a little curveball here. I think we were going to have Charles Harris, but uh, we, got a, we got the bigger man. We got the big man now. Laramie Tunson <laughs> joining us here on the program. No, Laramie, he said, I, I want to come on. You tell Charles Harris the other yeah, first gotta round pick. You got to wait. You this get, is my house. You, 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 you got you to get off the training table and get your tapes, your uh, ankles taped first. So, so here you are. Hey, hey Laramie, how was how uh, your uh, – you had a little time off, OTAs and all that stuff, and, and now you get the June break into July and still got another couple weeks before you go. How you been spending your time uh, relaxing a little bit and still, still working towards – where you want to be come the 26th? Yeah, I've been relaxing a little bit, but mainly I've been working out a lot, man, trying to get my body right for the season. It's, a, it's going to be a long season. I'm trying to get prepared for that. Also been working on my technique, man. it got to be a good season this year. Laramie, we, we've been talking uh, uh, about you as, as one of the guys that uh, this team's really looking for you to make the big jump after playing left tackle last right. year. What, what kind of things are you looking at to, to be consistent and playing at the level everybody thinks you can, what kind of things you got to work on the most? Man, you said it. I just got to be consistent, man. I got to work on my craft every day. I got to work on my run block and my pass block and, and just work on being more mature, knowing the defense, knowing my assignment. It's really simple, man. I just got to stay consistent, just like you said. Well, Laramie, we've been talking about you earlier in the show. And we, were t we were trying to compare uh, different tackles in Dolphin eras. You know, John Geisler just went into the Walk of Fame. And, you know, Richmond Webb's one of those guys that everybody talks about when you, you talk about the position of left tackle for the Miami Dolphins. Do you have a goal in your mind on how good you can be at that position so in 20 years from now when somebody's doing this audible show for the Dolphins that we're talking about Laramie Tunsil? <laughs> of course, I want to be one of those guys who, when you talk about left tackle, my name is brought up. But my main thing is right now, I'm just trying to work on myself and be the best player I could be for the team. How good can this offensive line? You got some new guys you're playing next to sitting now. How, how good can this group be? I know we just mini camp and OTAs are teasers, but how good can the group be? I'm very confident in the group we have right now. I think we could be a pretty nasty front, man. We got a lot of vets up there. You know, we got a lot of players that have been played a lot of games, a lot of players that have a lot of miles on their body. So I think it's going to be a nasty group, in my opinion. Hey, Larry, that, that's, I, what, that's what I was looking for is this nasty. Is nasty. Yeah. I, I'm looking nasty, for that guy yeah. that, 
you know, you know, first of all, as a defensive lineman, I, I used to hate you, son of a bitches, because <laughs> no, matter, no, no matter whether it was practice, no matter whether it was a one-on-one drill, no matter whether it was a game, they always had to get that one last push in, right? That one last, I always got to get that one last that push, one last <laughs> push in. They, they're all the same. They're all the same assholes. They got to get their last. <laughs> and those are the little pushes that lead to the training camp fights, right, Laramie? Exactly. That last exactly. little push. Exactly. That's what. That's the instigator of all. So what I'm looking for is you guys to be those guys, every game, every play this year. Be that team that that uh, that, that, the, that when you play the Bills the second time, when you play the Jets the second time, when you play the, the Patriots the second time, you go, man, I don't want to play against that offensive line. They just and, mauled and, us the last and we, time. And we will be. And I, and we will be. Trust me. Hey, Laramie, uh, to, you know, just a friendly bet amongst us. Josh Sitton, does he come back with the long hair or is he, go, or is he buzzing it off before training camp? I, I think I like the long hair. I hope he keeps it. <laughs> yeah, I like you, the long hair, man. He was talking about it, cutting it because it's so hot down here in South Florida. <laughs> what do you think? I like He's leaving it? I, I think he'll leave it. I for sure think he'll leave. Hey, how cool is it playing? Now, you played with a guy, a pro bowler and Mike Pouncey. How much different is it? and refreshing, you know, to try to get to learn guys over again, like a, a Josh Sitton, and, and when you get a Daniel Kilgore, who's now in the middle yeah. of that offensive line. Tell us a little bit about getting to know those guys, what types of guys they are, and how you guys work together so far. Getting to know those guys, man, it's pretty amazing. You know, those guys are Pro Bowl guys, you know, played a lot of football, been in the lead a long time. And, you know, just learning from the guys is, is, is absolutely amazing because they tell you things like, I wouldn't know because it's my th- going into my third year. I wouldn't know the things they know because it's Josh going to Josh sitting eleventh year. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I think Josh sitting been to like four Pro Bowls, mm-hmm. and that's that's very impressive as a left guard, you know. And he also won a Super Bowl, so a lot of knowledge to learn from him. Now, who's more country, you or one of those two guys? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Quinn for sure. Robert for Quinn, sure. yeah, we'll for throw sure. Robert Quinn in there too. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, DK is the most countryest I've seen so far. Is he? Okay, just wanted to go on the record on that. Hey, Laramie, uh, you're up in Lake City uh, this this uh, this weekend. You got a football camp up there. Tell us about uh, why you're doing it and uh, and what you got going on up there. My main thing for me doing a football camp, man, is is really just giving back to the youth. You know, I didn't, I never had a, I never attended a football camp back in my hometown coming up as a young kid. So I kind of wanted to to do that like take that step and, and try to do that like try to teach the kids like the responsibilities of football and and try to teach them like after life you know but my main thing is really just giving back showing the kids the way and that's that's the biggest thing in my opinion Jeremy, I, I wanted to ask you this too why, why we're talking what kind of what kind of pressure comes with being a first round pick a high first round pick is that added pressure in, in the national football league or, or not uh, it, it did. It's, I mean, it's a lot of high expectation being a first round pick because, you know, the media surrounds you and saying you're going to be a bust and yada, 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 yada. You know how that goes. But uh, it's a lot of high expectation, but you just got to do you. you just got to play your game. Hey, you ever listen to this uh, this podcast we're doing here? Uh, actually, I have not, man. I got to. I got to. I got oh, to come look, on, listen man. To it, come on. You need to give got to help the cause what, a little you, bit there. You can, you can listen to it on Apple Music. You got Apple Music, okay. right? Yeah. I got Apple Music. You yeah. got big money. You got all this stuff. You got Apple yeah. Music. <laughs> you can catch it on dolphins.com. I know you okay. got the Miami Dolphins mobile app. You got right. the Laramie Tunsil mobile app. You must have the Miami Dolphins <laughs> mobile app. And I know you got TuneIn Radio, too. Right. Right? You got all those? A lot of different ways yeah. to get to it, Laramie. That's what we're telling so you. When, so, in, so in training camp, when you're in a meeting and you just want to kind of zone out, 
just get your uh, just get your your phone and, and put on our iPod our our uh, our, uh, our podcast on one of those stations and. And you can tune out the coaches and listen to us bullshit for a while. I was for sure we'll take that up, man. Larry, sure we asked DK how he gets us, and he says two strings and Campbell soup cans. <laughs> uh, all right, Larry, I mean, you got look training camp December. T- I mean, uh, July twenty sixth, and, and I always knew. I always, you know, once it got about that two week area, uh, you know, my, I started getting agitated a little bit because because right. training camp was coming. You got a little bit of that. It's kind of it's kind of one of those things where you're looking forward to getting to it, and, and you're not looking forward to jumping into it though. Exactly, definitely heat for sure. That heat. Well, you you know what? I, I'm glad because I think it's really important, especially for you, and you probably feel the same way. Get off to a good start in practice uh, yeah. against these guys. You're going against pretty good group, matter of fact, uh, for right. what the Dolphins yeah. have, and then right into preseason. So. Is it important to get off to a good start and, and start really having good practices? It really is. It really is. A smooth transition, that's what I call it. You know, you've had a chance during these OTAs and, and during the mini camps to, to, to have Ryan Tannehill back in the huddle. Um, what's the feeling with those guys in the huddle having Ryan back? And, and what do you see out of him coming back after, after not playing for, for a year and a half? Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, he's hungry, man. You can tell how he, how he makes the calls and, how he takes leadership. He's he's hungry. He's agitated to be back out there, man. He's ready. All right, Laramie. Thanks for taking some time. Hey, good luck with your uh, your camp this weekend. I'm sure all the kids up there in Lake City are going to enjoy it, and uh, we're looking forward to to having you and everybody else down here and getting this season rolling and jumping off to a good start and uh, and making a yeah. making a little playoff run. Surprise! Shock the nation yeah. out here a little bit. Thanks, Laramie. Guys, thanks, Laramie. Appreciate it, guys. All right, man. Good guy, man. Good guy, Laramie Tunsil. Nice to, uh, Good guy who oh, we really need. Like yeah, when you start right. looking at guys, yeah. you need to, to make the big step uh, yeah. with this team. Yeah. You know, Devontae Parker, I know everybody knows about that one. Well, I, I don't know. I always expect one of the first-round picks, man. Yeah, I don't well, know if it's well, right But look, or he's, wrong. Got all the, he's got all the tools. He's a big That's physical. the right expectation. He's athletic. He's physical. He's strong. He, he's got to be. He's got to be a road grader. He's got to be one of those no, guys. Like he's got to be that guy yeah. that, you know, as a defensive end, you come and you go, damn, I got to go against this guy Again. 60 plays a game. You right, know, right. You know, it's, it's, you know, Athletic and, and, and he certainly, has, position. He certainly no... has the ability, the, the, the talent to be that guy. Uh, he's just got to, he's got to let him. And I, and I think being next to Sitton and Kilgore and those guys, those two guys, because those guys are those throwback, old school, right. little Flintstone kind of offensive linemen that, that, that I, I think he can really, you know, kind of glean a lot. Well, Larry from. said it himself. He said, you know, during just OTAs, how much stuff I can garner off of their knowledge yeah. of of games and their history of doing this. You know, down after down after down. Hey, let's do it this way. Yeah. You know, may, may, that light bulb might go off for him this year just because of listening and watching guys next to him. Yeah. He's going to get some good guys in practice too, yeah, boy. I. He's got he's got two guys on his side, and Harrison Quinn that got some get off. Yeah. Uh, you know Charles Harris. One thing about it, and we have to see how it all plays out. I think he's going to have a big jump this year too. Yeah. His first step. Yeah. He he both. But he's got to he, find he something to go with that. He's got to get something to go. You with know, if it, you remember, right. we when we watched him in OTAs and stuff, you go, man, that guy's got a quick first step. Once the pads came on. That first step didn't become as important as right. so he's got to find a way to get. Well, he never got you know, to two and three. 
Well, you, you know, gotta, you know, you gotta get a lean, you gotta get yeah. an angle, you gotta get all the leverage, you gotta, you know, there's, you, I mean, Cam's a great example. I mean, you look at Cam, how low he gets and, and what he does and, and, and how he's able to. And everybody was able to watch yep. Robert yep. kind of dip his body yep. and yep. contort his body yep. and still so, get so that's around what he's got. He's got to, he can get the, you know, you, you can get that, that, that first jump, but he's got to find a way to get, finish, get some leverage and finish on him. Yeah. He was close a lot of times last year. And, you know, contrary to what a lot of people believe, if you talk to the coaches, they were pretty happy with the they way were. he played last year. Yeah. He caused some disruption back there, you know, made, made quarterbacks move around. But now you just got to, like you said, you got to get to the next step and, and put the thing on And the he top. wants to. Listen, man, that guy's worked hard as worker, hard as man. anybody. Hard worker. A couple sacks, and he wants to put up bigger numbers for sure. All right, how about we put up some questions from the uh, – man, we haven't talked to the fans in a long time. Well, go ahead and do it. I saw one guy the other day, and he said, I've been listening to the, uh, been listening to the podcast. You guys aren't talking to us at all, so I'm going to get back with him here. William Dorrington. Uh, from Facebook, I think this our running back trio is going to be a, a beast. Once we get get Gusecki comfortable in the offense, we're gonna going to be a force to be reckoned with. Now, if only we can get a linebacker core up to par, I have no worries. Gusecki getting himself ready to play, um, I think I think he uh, I think he was probably surprised as anybody how much he felt like a fish out of water early on in, in OTAs. Once they started throwing, you know, getting out, you know, that you know, you go in a meeting and hey, here's three more things, boom, it's going to be on the field, and in about 30 minutes, and we're going to be doing it, kind of struggle. But it seemed towards the end of OTAs and minicamp, I think things started to become a lot more clear for him. He's a key guy in this offense. He, he's a big, big time key player if this offense wants to be what Adam Gaze wants it to be. He he's got to he's got to learn this thing and get it down where he's not thinking. And yeah. and by the way, going through it myself, your first year and. You're trying, oh, shoot, was I supposed to break off my route with that blitz? Oh, shoot. Uh, oh, my God, was I supposed to go inside this guy or yeah. outside? You're getting jammed. You're running half speed, and, and the coaches are yelling, you know, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Is that as fast as you can run? My God. And you're like, huh? You just, you, you just, it's a new language. So. How, about, how about those feelings, Joe, not even getting in the huddle with, with no huddle? Right? Yeah, you're right, running yeah. back after a play where you don't get any chatter. Yeah. Now you're coming back going, I'm on the, what side am I on? <laughs> right. What do we mean? I, what do well, I have? What word does that mean? Gase didn't slow down on this no, offense. No. When we were out there at practice watching mini camps, he was like, hey, let's, we, we got to keep this thing going, fellas. You got to catch up. Yep. And, and Gesicki was one of the guys that you were like, uh-oh. Lot, lot to learn here, big fella. Well, but look, I but, but I give him, him, him and Smythe got that whiteboard in there and started to, you know, testing each other every night. And talking to Gesicki, he said his dad, before he left, he said, my dad got a whiteboard That's home. right. My dad got a whiteboard at home. We're gonna be. He's doing got one this. in the garage, yeah, waiting for him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> think about tight ends in the garage. I think about Bruce Hardy. Oh. Bruce. <laughs> oh god. Bruce Hardy used to, one of the, really was one of the great Dolphin tight ends and one of the great teammates. And Bruce was Bruce was the Sports Illustrated first time I ever. Yeah. So I Sports Illustrated schoolboy of the year. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. First time ever. They did that high from, school from thing. Salt Lake City. Big on the cover and. And I'd seen the cover. We didn't really know who he was or whatever. And then when we drafted him, you go, oh, man, this guy coming from, coming from uh, Utah, schoolboy athlete of the year. Man, this guy's good. And I come in, he's smoking <laughs> cigarettes and MFing everybody. And you want any freaking gassers we got to run? Boy, I had that guy figured wrong, boy, when he came from Utah. He smoked more than anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he put away a pack a day. Oh, God. He would come in off. He would come and we would run gassers. We'd run gasters where I'd have to be listening to go Joe Gaggin next to me. And then and then Bruce would walk in, 
didn't even take his helmet on, just tilted it up a little bit, sat down in his locker, lit up a cigarette, and started smoking. And I'm like, how the hell can you do that, After man? a massive sweat and, like, <laughs> running. It's like 100, it's 180 degrees outside, you know? I'll I know, can't wait if, to get a cigarette. If secondary smoke's going to kill you, I'm you in big dead. trouble between Strzok and Harden. That's right. You had a good, you were oh, yeah. Strzok and Hardy. in there, buddy. They, they, they got after it. Hey, yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life was that time you mic'd up Sopper oh, when he my was coaching. God. One of the greatest pieces of all. What was it? That Marino's was apparently got every he has, No, Danny's now. got it all. Yeah, it wasn't I, I, the Hooters. It wasn't. No, no, it was for Fort Lauderdale. It was, it was here. No, it was, it was, no, it was FIU it was coaching. F- no, it was no, no, arena. no, no, it was Arena. It was Arena. It was Arena. We might up a couple times. They were the Hooters at one point, then they became another team, and he was coaching. They were getting hammered. And he forgot he was mic'd up, and I cried. Was it Willie? We were just yelling his quarterback. So funny. So funny. <laughs> well, I, I, Jim Dixon was with him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're all going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. hey, he kept hitching his pants up behind. Yeah. Oh. Hey. So we couldn't run it on TV. We couldn't oh run it on NBC. God. We had to clean it up. Yeah. But, oh, so I just told then. my guys, I go, hey. Put the expert. I go put the X-rated version. Your own ver- yeah, our guys just, didn't love this. I passed <laughs> yeah. them out. They guys were. You got to find a way to do that on uh, the show. That that you know that that uh, arena. Fo- so I was I was I brought I did some broadcast. It was me and Ed Berliner. We're doing the games <laughs> for, uh, for for the uh, for I think when they were the Hooters, yeah. right? And I remember after one of the games, I had to go down and do like interviews in the locker room. So I go down the you know, in the locker room after the game. I walk in and there's a there's a there's a stack of pizza boxes. About, you know, t- taller than I was, you know, and I go, damn, what's all the pieces? It, it was a, it was a league rule that you had to have pizzas in the locker room for both teams. That the home team had to, and, and so had guys, to buy for the guys would walk off. The guy would, guy, would, but they walk off with the uniform, just grab a pizza, sit there and eat a freaking pizza. <laughs> oh, this is the damnedest thing I ever saw right here. That's you know? right, the Hooters the arena football. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. jeez. All right, well, let's get back to this. David Gorn, see if we get any arena football questions here. Facebook, David Gorn. I hope the coaches understand that this must must be a do or die year for Tannehill. So many years of expectations and excuses. You, you know what? I, you know what I hate people say, "Oh, he's making too many." Excuses. What, has this guy ever made an excuse? Ryan Tannehill ever made an excuse for his play good, bad, or indifferent? I think he just tells you how it is. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think he's talking more uh, about the team making excuses. I get for it. Tannehill's I get it. Numbers. I just yeah. want to take a shot at it. Yeah, yeah. I was playing along. Is, is he elite as everyone in the organization believes? I think, I, think it's, I think it's time to prove it is now big and loud. Well, look, I don't, I don't, I don't think everyone knows that this is a big, big pivotal year for Ryan Tannehill. Oh, he, yeah. He's got to get this team. If he comes back and, it's, and he has a – and then the, the call for a quarterback. Look, the call for a quarterback this year was loud and strong you know, going into the draft. And, and had one of those guys that they liked been down there, I think they would have made that move. But the guys that, were, that they liked weren't there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a big year big year for Tannehill. And, and you know, and as Tannehill goes, that's how this football team is going to go. most important position yep, it's in, gonna go. in the sport. He, he's got to have a great year because I, I, think, I do believe the Dolphins had the wherewithal to go get one. Yep. They would have gone and – and captured one of those. By the way, that's one of those quarterbacks up on, top. on the front office because yep. if your guy didn't work and you didn't and, grab one, and, of those and there's guys. a guy in Arizona that ends up playing, yep. and he was plays a pick eight ahead. or nine games, yep. and they're going to be going. Could have had that guy. Yep. You would have give up something, but you're going to yep. have some explaining to do. Yep. So yeah, there there is all that stuff adds up to 
a little bit of pressure. Another Facebook, Dean Capron. We have five solid starters in the O-line, but not a lot of depth. I'd feel better with a couple of guards who can fill any spot. But it's not – look, I think they've I, got some I pretty good depth. I feel pretty good I, I with think Larson. I like Ted Larson. I think yeah. Ted Larson. And I if it's not him, Jesse Davis. Jesse yeah, Davis. absolutely. I, 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 that's the one thing – look, that's the one thing I like about the offensive line in the secondary is that with these changes, you have created more depth in both of those positions. Hey, more you know, depth guy, and more competition. The, a guy made a big jump last year that nobody – Jesse Davis. At. Well, Jesse Davis. How about Sam Young? Yeah. Yeah. How about how about Sam Young? Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know he could play that well. Well, those two guys Sam Young took over right tackle. Didn't, didn't even know one talked about it. Th- those two guys at the end of the year was as solid. We're solid as you could be. Right. Both that's of Jesse big running and, games. Yeah. Kenyon running behind them. But, but again, that's part of the, you talk about the depth. That's part of the depth. You know, guys. We we saw it a couple years ago. Um, in the secondary, when Tony Lippett was playing those guys and, and McCain and those guys, and they all got better because of it. Right. You, know, you lost Tony to an injury last year. Tony's coming back to compete. Hell, I'm hoping this is the first year we don't have to talk about the offense. Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be, just talk, let's talk about, we're going to talk about tackles. Let's not talk about guards. We're talking about, <laughs> oh, talking yeah. about offensive guards. Finding <laughs> guards. How many years we go through that finding guards? 35 years in a row. Facebook, uh, Jacob Mayberry. <laughs> I really like our D-line and the concept of keeping guys fresh this season with their rotations. I expect Quinn and Wake to be a top five tandem in sacks and force fumbles this season. I think our defense will be a lot better than what people give it credit for. We've, we have a ton of playmakers, and our defensive backs should take a huge leap in this unit, a uh, huge leap this year as a unit. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick, guy's a ball hawk. Uh, I mean, and, and he's a guy that, you know, when you talk about him, he says, I'm going after footballs. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of impact he makes on this football team, um, attitude-wise, as, 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 as well as ability to cover a, a lot of ground in the secondary. If there are no injuries, I wanna, I'm really curious to see how much of dime defense the Miami Dolphins play. Yeah. And like other teams, uh, there are a lot of teams around the National Football League that are going to that 30 40% of the time because everybody's throwing the football. Does it happen or not? I don't know. But what I saw in OTAs is Minka Fitzpatrick is athletic as hell. He takes great angles. He's smart, and he can play multiple positions. So I think he's going to be a Dolphin for a long time. How much impact or how many opportunities is he going to get in the secondary, depending on who we're playing and how the game's going? I'll take it a step further. Matt Burke needs to be looking at Nick Saban's schemes. How do I play him? How do I get him in the best situation? Right. I just think, Joe, the times that, that we saw the Dolphins' defense in OTA get into a dime package and have Bobby McCain on one side and Minka Fitzpatrick on the other with one linebacker in the middle of that football field looked very good. Yep. Oh, I think you're going to see that. We yeah, I, mean, I think a lot. We haven't put pads on. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about Minka, happen. too, is Minka's a, look, he's, a, he's a student of the game, and, and he wants to be a star. He, he wants to be that guy. And he commits to it. He and wants then, to continue on what he was doing yeah. at Alabama. He wants to keep that party yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, YouTube from Danky Daily. Danky Dolphin. YouTube. We got a YouTube calling in here. That's because of Joe. Joe. Yeah, that's my. That's my. Yeah. This is going to be a good year. Gase filled a lot of holes this offseason, and now they're out having fun while getting better. I think Drake, Fitzpatrick, and Parker are are uh, are going to have uh, breakout seasons. Well, let me tell you what. Those three guys have to play well. For them to be uh, to, to have a big year, I think with Drake, Fitzpatrick, and, and Parker, three guys that really, and of those three, Drake and, and Parker have to play at a very, very high level and play consistently at a high level. Well, Kenyon Drake, that's almost a given. 
I, I, we, I don't even bring him up when we're talking about things that need to get better. Yeah. He showed me enough. Uh, and yeah, and, no, and no by doubt. the way, he broke some long runs. He's got a gear that we haven't had at the running back position around here for a long time. And, Joe, he makes that two-yard into a five-yarder with one little jump cut. Yep. So yep. Uh, I, I'm with you. Just how much do you use him and keep him fresh. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for uh, another. Have we won any awards with this podcast? A couple, but no, they're, but they're we're keeping still it working. low-key. I think we won the I think we won the um, – Nova University Podcast of the Day uh, award one time. I thought we won the South Davy something or other. I South Davy. Yeah. Oh, twice. We won that twice. We won the best podcast aired at the Ron Bergeron rodeo <laughs> town uh, right down the road. Right, right down away, the road. Alligator. <laughs> alligator Ron. We're the best show on Alligator Ron's radio station. That's right. Right now. Remember, you can watch it. Uh, you can hear it on Apple Music, Dolphins.com, Miami Dolphins Mobile App, TuneIn Radio with episodes dropping. Uh, every Thursday, Bo. There you go. There you every go. Thursday. You know what? Butcher that one. No, it's been a good time being with you guys, but I'm sick and tired of sitting here with you. Let's so we're gonna go call then. I guess in. we're done. Let's do it. We're going to call it a goodbye. Thanks for everyone that, uh, that li- that's listening to the program. Again, you can catch us in all those shows. And uh, Joe, John, thanks, and we'll catch thanks, you again Bo. next week. You got it. All right, later.